Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Statement Show. If you'd like to support the show, go to audibletrial.com forward slash The Statement. Pick from over 180,000 audiobooks and get a free audiobook today. Cancel any time and keep the free book. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Statement Show, iTunes, The Statement. And of course, you can go to our website at www.thestatementshow.com. Now, on to the show with Lisa Wilcox. Hi, you are listening to The Statement Show, and this is Lisa Wilcox from Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Master, and The Dream Child, Nightmare 4 and 5. Enjoy the show. From the Night Shift Crew Studios in the D.C. metro area, this is The Statement Show. The lights are on. Hey guys, it's Ivonica Gabber. Hey guys, this is Brie Olson. You know what's your name, man, Dan Drops. I'm Jim Harold from the Paranormal Podcast. Hi, this is Zach Ward, otherwise known as the legendary Scott Farkas. This is Jackie Joy, and you are listening to the hottest podcast around, The Statement Show, with Terry James and Zach Gakey. Welcome back to another edition of The Statement Show. I'm Terry James. And I'm Zach Chahey, and we're the podcast that fits the no category. Today, we welcome actress Lisa Wilcox to the show. Best known for her roles in the horror films Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Child, and Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Master, as well as her TV and film credits such as General Hospital, Knott's Landing, and my personal favorite, Star Trek The Next Generation. Lisa has proved herself to be a very accomplished actress and entrepreneur, and we welcome Lisa Wilcox to The Statement Show. Hello, Lisa. Hello. So I got those out of order there. I'm a, I'm, it's the other way around, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I did the same thing, though. Well, I, did, I said them right. I just did five, first, then four. You want to do it again? No, that was good. <laughs> you, you did five. <laughs> you did great. Oh, it's, cute. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. You know, we were yeah. just talking. I, I I just wanted to say these past two weeks of promoting the show, it has shown us exactly how huge your fan base really is. You have some of the most amazing fans. <laughs> I have to agree. <laughs> I am so grateful. I am so grateful. I am so – it just thrills me always, all the time how uh, – what an impact um, the role of Alice had on – um on people who watch the films. It just tickles me. It tickles me. And it's just, I'm very proud of it. I'm really proud of that. No, you should be. That was, it was a great body of work. And I know everyone actually wants to hear about Nightmare on Elm Street. But if you don't mind, I would like to rewind things just, just a touch. And, and could you just tell us how you got into acting? Sure. Uh, I'm from Missouri and, um, my first little role in a play at, uh, at high school was, um, you've heard of the TV show MASH, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's actually a play, MASH. Mm. So, um, I had a little role in it, Ms. Randazzle, and, uh, the, that name reflects exactly what my character was like. <laughs> um, you know, the big blonde hair and the pencil skirt, and I'm a secretary. Um, and, um, I had two, two little scenes. So, um, that were done in front of the curtain, um, on the proscenium. So, um, it's 400 people in the audience, and I'm going out to do my, my, one of my little scenes, and the other person in the scene is the guy, my boss, and he's sitting at a desk. So I'm strutting across the stage. In the stages, you know, they have footlights, 
and the footlights were supposed to be all flat and locked. Well, one of them wasn't locked. <laughs> it, I'm walking on, I walked on it, my foot goes down, and I am totally stuck. I have a strappy sandal. Oh. It's completely like, I'm, I'm, you know, my pencil goes flying, my clipboard. <laughs> I'm in a pencil skirt, nonetheless, not exactly a uh, very movable piece of clothing. And I, 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 my foot is dangling. I can't, and there's all these people going, what's going on? Oh my gosh, whatever. Anyway, it was kind of fun. So we started to sort of improv. Um, the boss guy, he goes, uh, I had a little too much to drink there, Ms. Randazzle. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, fast days, they finally figure out what the heck is going on. And of course, I happen to be center stage. And the guy who's playing Hawkeye poked his head out and helped me, um, who, by the way, happened to be the quarterback at the high school and my boyfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's convenient. And he mm-hmm. saves me. Yeah. And he <laughs> saves me. And he helps me untangle my foot from the, from the, the, uh, the claws and teeth of the footlight. So anyway, and then proceeded to do my thing. Um, now, of course, Monday, um, at school, <laughs> Word spread fast, and of course, half the school was at the play anyway. Um, and no one knew who I was. Well, now they kind of did. They're like, that was wild, you know, and all that. So that was my first sort of little fight of um, acting. Um, to, to continue with a second story, we moved to California. My father was offered a position out here, so we all moved out. And I had no intention of going into acting, even after that misery and dazzle experience. Um, <laughs> I was going to go into the medical field. So anyway, I had a friend who was an actor, and he had an audition at a playhouse, local playhouse in Newport Beach, um, the Buddy Epson Playhouse. So he said, hey, Reese, you want to come with me? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? So I go, and sitting out, sitting in the state, you know, he's doing, the auditions are going on, and the producer of the play, uh, Jane Nye, she comes up, and she's like, uh, you're auditioning for the part of a girl, right? And I, you know, no, no, we're not, no, no. She asked me three times to audition for this, the lead in the play. I'm like, okay, so I finally, I get up, I audition, and I got the role. <laughs> so that was it. From then on, and I got drama log awards, um, things like that for that role, and uh, that was it. I did play after play after play, and went on UCLA as, as a theater arts major. So did you end up doing, like, commercials after that, TV? How did that parlay into the... Yeah, well, I w- was doing some print modeling, um... And doing plays, going to school full time, of course. Um, and then in college, I did get a commercial agent. I did like six commercials. I did a couple Wendy's. I was a Wendy's girl, Dial Soap, um, which back then the commercials, I mean, oh my gosh, residuals. I'm like, it paid for college, paid for four years of college and my apartment and everything. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome. Um, and I was a theater major. So, um, and I did one student film, UCLA student film, and the writer of that student film, he brought, um, I did a play called Last Time at Bluefish Cove, so uh, he brought his manager to, you know, along to see the play. So that manager, Michael Wallach, um, talked to me and wanted to represent me, as, uh, represent me, and I said, great, and then he introduced me to my to an agent, and there you go, and I started auditioning, and I got, oh gosh... I think and my first role with them was probably Art Castle McCormick. Oh, wow. Oh, no, it was General Hospital. General Hospital, General Hospital. Right, General Hospital. Yes, that was the first thing. Uh, six weeks out of college, the General Hospital. I mean, that had to be amazing because you figured General Hospital would, I mean, it couldn't get any bigger at that point. I know, right? I mean, I was, it was just, I feel very grateful and blessed. And, but I, I did take, I take acting really seriously. I studied hard. I studied, of course, at UCLA. And even three nights a week, I studied 
something called Grotowski, um, for a couple of years as well. So I was very, very dedicated to, um, my craft, you know, and, uh, yeah, so I feel, I feel very fortunate. I know when I look back at your, from your stuff from, from, uh, IMDb, Although my father would probably kill me for thinking anything other than MacGyver that you were in because he loved MacGyver. <laughs> and I still think he, I think he thinks he is MacGyver still to this day. <laughs> I never had, the, I never had the MacGyver bug myself. Yeah. No, I mean, I like MacGyver, but you know, I, I could never just take a piece of my hair out and pick a lock with it like MacGyver did. <laughs> I was never Does that. that show something? I know, really. Show. And I'm telling you, my dad, like, We'll fix lawnmowers with like gum wrappers and, you know, he's like, he's like, come on, dad, you're not MacGyver. You're not, you're not MacGyver. He thinks he is. (laughs) But me, you know, I'm looking at all your shows and I love the Mr. Belvedere. I love the Mr. Belvedere. I had no clue you were on there. Yeah, Mr. Belvedere. Yep. Oh, and I just, I remember that episode like yesterday. So adorable. So adorable. That little episode. And, um, and Christopher Hewitt was just a love of a man. Um, just a love. And in fact, he gave me, um, I have a charm bracelet, a silver charm bracelet, and he gave me, um, um, it was a little round disc, silver disc that has a saint on it. And in fact, I need to go look and see what saint it is. But was it, I mean, how generous, how sweet to give you this gift, which I can, which I, you know, treasure forever. So yeah, good show. Mr. Belfair. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, so, okay. So you said that you were actually thinking about going into the medical field before you went into acting. I can't really think that you would have rather went into medical, but is there that little bit in your mind that kind of wishes that you did go into the medical aspect or you just said, no way, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm at where I'm at now, you know? <laughs> well, let's put it this way. If I hadn't, if I wasn't a working actress, you know, um, within a reasonable amount of time after finishing college, um, yes, I would have reconsidered my options, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel that I was I was fortunate and that I started working and making a living, you know, you know, very quickly. So and continued to, you know, until and I certainly have taken breaks along the way. I got married and had children and then mm-hmm. did some other things. But um but at the moment I'm right back in it hundred percent now again. Yeah, because you actually had a little bit of a hiatus there in between things, correct? Because I think I had listened to an interview where you said that had children, you know, it started your family and everything, and then you got back into things. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Was that, well, that was before or after the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff? Um, it was, it was a couple years after, um, yeah, a few years after, I would Mm say. Um, interesting enough, um, when I auditioned, finally got to audition for Nightmare on Elm Street 4, um, uh, my callback, I had a callback on a Friday and I was getting married that Sunday oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't an elopement. It was a big planned, you know, 150 people wedding, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and I actually learned on my honeymoon that I had booked the role. So, um, but I, I certainly then of course decide and did, um, you know, quite a few, quite a bit of TV in, um, you know, in between and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but 91, 1991, I did, um, is when my first son was born, and that's when I did, um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And, uh, we lived up in Canada for a couple months. Um, and I still did some more TV, and then when my second son came along, it was kind of like impossible. Once the kids started school, it was like I couldn't just fly off to Canada. You know, sure. when he was little, I could bring him with me, but once we started school, I went, I really needed to be around. Sure. Now, um, I don't, no. I, 
I don't think that we could actually even talk about anything else in this interview if we did not talk about Star Trek for, oh, yeah. for Zach's purposes. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, that's the one thing I think I know you. I Obviously, I know you from the Nightmare on Elm Street 4, mm-hmm. but I remember you the most from Star Trek The Next Generation. One really? episode, and that's the one thing that sticks out in my mind. <laughs> so how did you get involved mm. with that? Well, it was the good old audition process. You know, your picture gets submitted, and then... The casting office brings you in. Um, if they, you know, think you're suited for the role, um, and so just went through that process. And I remember being very specific about what I was going to wear. I wanted something sort of, sort of this black jumpsuit with this big round belt. I wanted to look very futuristic. Mm-hmm. And of course, my character ends up wearing this very beautiful dress and all that kind of thing. But I just remember getting ready for that audition. And, oh, and I know what happened. I had no hot water. I get up, kicked out, no hot water. I had to use the neighbors. I was on this way to my audition. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yep, just audition the good old fashioned way and, um, boy, whole hallway of people, whole hallway of actresses. And I got the role. It was so cool. I, I love that role too because I actually ended up on the Monopoly board, the Star Trek Next Gen Monopoly board. I'm a, I'm a property. Wow. Um, I know. And they did, um, trading cards and, and whatnot. So yep, I'm a property. I'm the assassin. Did you? I'm trying <laughs> to remember the time frame. Did you? Get, was that? Was Gene Roddenberry still there? Or was this um, after? Yes. No, I think he may have still been been there. And in fact, his nephew was in that episode. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Okay. And I I don't recall what character he played or what his name is, but I know his nephew was in the the episode. Huh. Okay. So I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it, and you have a. I mean, Texas Walker Ranger, Chicago Help. I mean, you, you've been all over the place and you must get a lot of that. You know, you're walking down the street and people kind of, Oh, you're that, you're that. What's your <laughs> name? You know, kind of, they, they don't remember quite what they, you're, you're in so many lineups right. of things, you know. You're right. Yeah. So. They, or, or it's like, did I go to high school with you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, where'd you go to high school? They're like, Oh, so and so. No, you probably know Nightmare and Oscar or something. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, so that's usually how it works. <laughs> oh God. Cause I, I mean, so many of the roles, I look different, you know, in many of yeah, them, you know? Yeah. I mean, cause you probably think that a majority of your fans recognize you from the nightmares, but is it, is it strange when somebody says, Hey, I remember you in Walker, Texas Ranger or Mr. Belvedere or something. I mean, that's gotta be totally, yeah. you know, that's gotta be crazy because I'm sure everywhere you go, it's nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. But when they go. <laughs> That's There's crazy. a random, oh yeah, there'll be a random like Walker, Texas Ranger. Were you the nun in that Walker, Texas Ranger? <laughs> or, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely it can be, it can be kind of all over. You know, even when I was doing General Hospital, of course, you know, soap opera and then, mm-hmm. you know, then other shows as well. I guess it's better Not than being remembered too. for something you weren't actually in though. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How humiliating yeah. would that be? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I could probably keep going and going and going, but I'm going to tell you right now, our, our listeners have flooded our emails and Twitter regarding mostly, <laughs> obviously, Nightmare on Elm Street, which I'm sure, I guess, is a good and a bad thing for you. I guess in some ways you've probably heard every single question in the whole entire world regarding Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. And, and I'm sure you're probably going to answer some of these questions again. But, you know, I figure we no would probably... We would at least start with a few of them. Um, this one is from Rodrigo, and he says, Hello, Lisa. First, I want to say to you, thanks for keeping the Nightmare 4 alive. This movie brings me good memories. I want to know what you think about these remakes. I read that Hollywood planned a new Freddy movie. What do you think of that? Greetings from Brazil. 
Wow. Well, um, they did the remake. They did do a remake about five years ago. I want to say about five. And I actually, I thought I was invited to the premiere and whatnot. Um, I think the hardest thing really is to capture the essence of Freddie and that Robert England just has the essence. He has created and branded that character mm-hmm. so remarkably. Um, I just don't see how anyone else could, could come close to it because it's made such an impact. Now the world, I mean, it's part of pop culture. I remember watching the Super Bowl last year, and it was, of course, coming up this weekend, but last year, and there was, there was a commercial that came on, and I think it was McDonald's, and they had, like, this animation thing going on, and they had Freddy Krueger. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know? He's right. discriminating. And, and then, also, just Robert England as an actor, I mean, he just, he has had it. Because Freddy Krueger is actually seductive, you know? Correct. And And, and Robert laugh. England just has it. The laugh, the way he stands, the way he moves, the way he walks, you know? Um, and I just don't know how someone could, they would have to do something completely different, you know? And if, we're, if there were to be a reprisal, I would say hire an actor that is an unknown, an unknown actor. Mm. You know? I agree, because that's what made Freddy, Freddy, because, you know, you had Jason... You had Michael Myers at that time, you know, and those guys really, they threw a mask on and they went around slashing people. But Freddie was a whole personality. You know, it, it actually that was the difference between Freddie and a lot of the other guys as where Freddie, yeah. you know, Robert England had to really he had to sell the part and he did it in yeah. a way that no other of the serial killer. Well, you know, the slasher films could do it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I loved about it. I, he, he had to be an amazing person to work with. I think it's oh a, yeah, it's a time period thing too because mm-hmm. you don't have all the CGI kind of. The, so many of the movies today are so done with CGI that you can just it seems more fake. Like you're not really fooling your mind. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the earlier uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies don't have all that. It's more of the uh, the special yeah. effects of that time period. It looks better in my opinion. Yeah, because if you remember, <laughs> more, you remember right back here. in that whole scene <laughs> with the uh, pizza. You know, with the pizza with you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, that. Uh, that was so far ahead of its time. I, I was blown away at that. I mean, that's what made it so real for me. You know, like when I was growing up, I, I don't get me wrong. I love Friday the 13th movies. I thought they were, you know, they were cool. And I love the Halloween movies. I, I'm a big, you know, horror fan in general. But the Nightmare series just always just seem, you know, that whole fact of, you know, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Was <laughs> something was so cool about it that just made it so great. Well, you had to. What, how did you feel like when you when you saw the first one? Of course, to me, the first one will always be the scariest because mm-hmm. you don't know anything about the character, and it's all building up. And it was the less you see, the scarier it is. And of course, after that, that's sure. when, when you see it more. When you first saw the first one, I mean, was that something that scared you, or did you actually go to the theater? Oh yes, I was a, a huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan. I'd always been a fan of horror in general ever since I was a little kid. Dracula was the first book, you know, full novel I ever read, like in fourth grade. Um, and that was not assigned by school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I loved ghost stories and paranormal, and uh, that's what I would check out of the library. Uh, fortunately, my parents weren't too concerned, so they let me go ahead. <laughs> um, so, yeah, oh, yeah, I was a big fan of Nightmare 1, 2, 3. Uh, three is probably, um, one and three are probably my favorite, right. um, of the series. 
Um, yeah. Oh, and in three, I had the biggest crush on Rodney Eastman. You have no idea. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so I was a fan. You know, I was totally a fan. Do you get that too, where where people come up to you and go, "Oh my God, I just I had such a crush on you in in four and five. <laughs> do you get that a lot still? Yes, I, I do. Bet. I, I do. It's so sweet. It's so nice, <laughs> and it's such a nice little good compliment, you know. And I didn't even, you know, because I was at Alice. Well, you know, she starts so so shy and, and mm-hmm. meek, and and you know, living in her dream world. You know what I mean? Right. And um and so, but I can see as she gets stronger and stronger and stronger. You know, the appeal of how yes, okay, I see because you have a crush on Alice. You know, um, but uh-huh. um, yeah, I I do I. I love that. One well, of the I'm, things I saw on pictures is the line um, <laughs> that I love to put is one major league hunk. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> yes, yes. When I'm dreaming and looking at Danny, imagining that he's my boyfriend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've actually got one of the listeners uh, sent in an MP3 so we could play back a question for you. Hey, it's Tabitha Holland. I am from Memphis, Tennessee. You also follow me on Twitter. The question is, what was it like playing Alice, and would you ever play Alice again? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, um, playing Alice was really me going. It was me growing up. Seriously, um, I was. I read books. I kept myself. I was very quiet, very shy. Um, summertime, sure, I go out and play, but I could go through two books in a day. Um, I too. There was this uh, neighbor next door. This guy. This um, oh my gosh, he was so cute and he was in my class, but I would look out my window, take a break and look out my window and he might be playing soccer, you know, basketball in his backyard and I would just sort of literally look longingly out the window. <laughs> um, so, so there's so much of Alice that is me. Um, and, and, um, and of course over time, I, um, an interesting thing happened. So we moved to California and, um, my mom and my sister were getting ready to go somewhere. I'm like, oh, where are you going? And they're sort of like, going to go to Barbizon modeling school. My sister was tall, blonde. And I'm like, well, I want to go too. Now, mind you, I was more tomboyish and a bookworm and wore no makeup, you know, just not there. So, but I went with them and I did the Barbizon modeling school and I learned how to walk and I learned how to be feminine, you know? And, uh, so that was like one element for myself that made me, gave me confidence, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, broke out of my shell and then, you know, having more friends and, and that kind of thing too. So, um, and playing the role of Alice is interesting too, because, you know, I, I take on, um, as each of my friends dies, um, I take on some part of their personality or, or skill, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so when you film, of course, you film out of order, right? Sure. So in my script, I had to write, um, I wrote, went through the whole script and wrote each scene who had died at that point. So I knew as best as I could to implement those personality traits or whatever in the scene, you know, because we weren't in order. So if we were doing scene 57 one day and then scene two, you know, it would be a big difference as far as <clears throat> how I needed to relay the character of Alex. You know, that would um, have to be hard and, at yeah. doing everything out of order. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. And especially, too, there's a change in her, you know, my my hair, mm-hmm. makeup, you know, as we move along. So it was um, the continuity was very important. So I had a wonderful team of um, makeup artists and hair 
um, to keep track of that as well. Yeah, because it was it was tricky. It's not like just I was staying through the whole movie. I mean, I go through quite a few developmental stages, you know. Um, and I would absolutely play the role again, no question about it. Yep. All right. Well, before we get the next, before we get the next question, I change the subject just for a minute here. And you said you read a lot, or you did read? I, a lot? Yes, I did. Yeah. Do yeah. you listen? Do you ever listen to any audiobooks now, or? Um, also, uh, still read books and, and whatnot, not nearly as much as I did as a kid. Cause again, I think that was my way to hide from the world. You know, <laughs> now I'm more in the world, going to art <laughs> shows and the museums and like uh, being out in the world, you know? Well, uh, I yeah. just wanted to, I just wanted to take a second, do one of our little bit of a little bit of a break here for a second and let everybody know, uh, if they like audiobooks, then we got a deal for them on audibletrial.com. Yep. Oh, no way. I'm yeah. writing that down. Yeah. Excellent. Audibletrial.com forward slash the statement. You can okay. pick from over 180,000 audiobooks and you get a free audiobook. Okay. So if you cancel, you get to keep the book. So okay. it's, it's, it's totally free to try. So you get a free audiobook. And like I said, 180,000 titles to pick from. So that's audibletrial.com forward slash the statement. Mm. Anyway, Excellent. um, I like those shameless plugs. Oh, like yeah. Today, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do it. Gotta do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we're uh, speaking with Lisa Wilcox. You can uh, follow her on Twitter at Lisa Wilcox one. We do have a couple more questions for you. We have one from JD and it kind of goes on what we were just talking about just a second ago. And he says, did you ever think you would wind up inspiring a ton of teenagers, horror fans, men and women? After the Dream Master, people with depression actually liked your character, changed from innocent to badass. Alice had it rough, mm-hmm. but faced her fears head on like nobody else did in the series. And that is true. I mean, that that's a good point, you know, because there's there is a lot of people with with, you know, with depression or, or whatever that that kind of looked at your character and said, you know, I can do this, too. You know, I don't I can I can face my fears head on. I, I get it. I understand what he's saying there. Yeah, um, and this is just so touching to me, you know, it's just, I didn't know, I didn't realize the impact it would have on people's lives. It's just such a beautiful thing, you know, um, and that's kind of like the point of being an actor, hopefully, is that you do may have some kind of impact. But yeah, I always, I see people when at like the conventions and things and people share their stories with me. I'm just so touched. I'm so touched. The interesting thing is so many of the those that watch the movies, they've grown up to become perhaps their own writer, director, producer. And I do a few movies a year just based on that. They've grown up. They contact my agent and have me read their script. And I'm going to be doing a movie. Actually, a whole bunch of us are going to be doing William Frost, it's called. Mm. And um, it has a green light. We'll start filming uh, next month in March. And Natalie Bible, who is the director... She, uh, we just had a conference call. They let me know it's going, and Brand Steele is the producer. Anyway, Natalie was so darling, you know, talking about the role and the, the revision and the script that's going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. And then she says, you know, Lisa, I have to tell you again, you know, the impact you had on my life as a teenager, you just have no idea. So I'm just like, I'm blown away. But I'm also, I'm so touched and so grateful to have, to have the opportunity to play such an amazing character, you know? The Definitely. fact that these movies are from like 88, 89, it's just, you have such a fan following for movies that are so long ago. And I think they would really love to see you in some of these remakes if they could fit you in. Do you think they'll ever ask you to do a cameo or a small part? Um, hmm, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I mean, and I would do it. 
you know, um, I, I think I would do it. I would have to read the script. I would really have to think about it, you know. If you're looking for yeah. a sidekick, I can, I can, I can actually do that for you if you want. I mean, you know, you, <laughs> you can play the badass and I can, you know, I, hey, well, I, I can get killed in the first two minutes. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> the red shirt. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'll fall asleep. You know, it doesn't make a right difference. Right on. <laughs> well, and if, and if Alice ever came back, would she find, would she die? You know, mm-hmm. would she mm-hmm. get killed? That would mm-hmm. be an interesting thing. Um, and sometimes I'm, I, I waffle between, gee, I never got my death scene. And then other right. times I'm like, it's kind of cool. I never no. got killed. I no, mean, I'm I glad you didn't. No. No, no. I haven't seen many of them past the ones that you did, to be honest with you. Because mm-hmm. you I didn't saw, see Freddy versus Jason? I saw, no, I only seen pieces of it. And to be honest, it was wow. a little, little weird for me. I mean, it's kind of hard. How do you pick a winner in that? I mean, I was, I, I was a little annoyed that, that I feel that, you know, obviously Freddy got beat in that, you know, but I mean, I don't know. I, I liked it. I, di- I didn't mind that Freddy versus Jason, but kind of wish Freddy would have won. I don't know. Yeah, I do too. So, <laughs> what, you, what, what, any movies that are out today that you that you've seen recently that you like? Uh, maybe like the new Star Wars. Yes, I've been a Star Wars fan. Saw it in the theater, you know, first in the, whenever the seventies when it first came out. Um, seventy nine, I think, did it come out? Oh yeah, and I I very much enjoy the Star Wars series completely. I love all the Star Trek series just love them i i'm a fan too i saw it with the insidious that's very cool oh, um yeah. and uh you know again a horror genre but i'm also completely into i love san andreas the, the earthquakes mm. the, you mm-hmm. know action movies the rock. Right, um right. yeah i love i love those films i'm just a big i love all kinds all genres it's pretty See, much nothing that people. i don't watch a lot of people thought that was campy and kind of what, but I liked it. You know, I went to the movies and actually saw. I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah. I don't. But know. when you see those, I kind, did too. You know what you're getting into, though. It's not like you're going in for a, an Academy Award-winning movie, uh, <laughs> right? Right, right. That's the kind of movie you're going to when you go to see a blockbuster. Right. I mean, you obviously know what you're going for. So I, I don't like when people start complaining about all that. Yeah. It's, or like when you. When, yeah. When you're watching like the uh, Fast and Furious movies, you know, you you have to suspend belief a little bit. You know, if you sit around going, oh, come on, they're jumping from bridge to bridge with that car. That's stupid. Or they're going from this building to that. Come on. It's a Fast and Furious movie, you know. Just like a guy coming out of your dreams. (laughs) Based on a true story, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. There, You have to suspend your belief somewhat. And and like you said, perfectly said, you know what you're getting into, so don't complain. You know, if you if you if you know you don't like that kind of genre, then yeah, don't go. You know, exactly. um, it's it's like I know I'm getting into. I mean, like San Andreas, seriously, the the flooded San Francisco scene and the water and all that. I thought it was fantastic. It was amazing. And I know CGI and stuff, but it was amazing. I yeah, was blown really away. I agree. So I I just think. You know, there's a way to appreciate um, CGI as well, and all the special effects they can do now. It's just amazing. Um, and I'm often like, how do they do that? I can't believe. It. Oh my gosh! You know, <laughs> uh, how about Jurassic Park? You know, right? Oh, Love those yes, movies. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm just, uh, you know, I, I can't. I'm trying to think if I've ever walked out of a movie. <laughs> I don't think I have. Mm. I always will give it a chance. You know, uh, I'm never going to walk well. out because I paid. There's no way. <laughs> so. I've fallen asleep you, at movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my there goodness. There you go. Yeah, you pay you know, for your ticket and the $10 bucket of popcorn. You're not leaving. Yeah, no, I mean, I fell asleep. You know, and, and, and here's the thing, and, and maybe because you're in that, 
horror genre, you might be a little pissy with me, but this was was one of the cartoonish claymation. What was it? Uh, Coraline. Do you remember Coraline? Yeah. My daughter loves that movie. Yes. I hate that movie. First of all, my son wanted me to take him to it. I don't, I like minimal of Tim Burton whatsoever. I, I, maybe I'm the, maybe I'm just the, yeah, uh, you know, the crazy one here, but I, I don't, I just don't do much of his anyway, but my son had no rest in his soul until he was, come on, dad, come on, dad, I want to go. So, so we yeah. get, I'm, I'm, I'm 15 minutes in and I'm already, you know, my head's nodding about 30 minutes into it. I, I was out until he's like, you oh, know, God. tugging on, he's tugging on my shirt. Oh, dad, God. wake up, wake up, wake up. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. This, this well, awesome. again, you like the Burton style, you don't, you know what I mean? So, right, right. Yeah, waited, my daughter you know? loves that. Yeah. And the, the, the nightmare, nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So she's all yeah. into mm-hmm. that. And when I saw, I actually sat down. You know, she she actually wore out a DVD. I mean, almost. I mean, I sat down one time and actually <laughs> watched it with her. I'm like, this is kind of creepy. Yeah. For little kids. They are. Oh. I know. I know. It's a very definitive style. There's no question about it. Um, I. I enjoy, I enjoy them. Um, my kids enjoyed them as well. There was actually an exhibit over here in Los Angeles that had, uh, drawings and, and all kinds of things, the original, like, artwork and stuff, like, conceptualizing the film. It was actually pretty amazing. And I actually grew to have more respect for, for that, for the style, you know? Oh, definitely. I think, like, actual drawings of, what is his name, Jack the Pumpkin King or whatever his name, that, that is amazing. And then the little dog that they did, I think that those drawings mm-hmm. are, are so cool, but it's just once the movie starts, because I, I have a real issue, like, you know how, like, uh, recently they had the Grease Live thing on TV. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do, I can't do anything that just breaks into music. Nope, not I, me either. No <laughs> musical space. If you if you do another Nightmare on Elm Street and you start singing, I'm out. That'll be the yep. first time I walk out of a theater. No, do not do Nightmare on Elm Street the musical. <laughs> You're gonna kill me with it. Oh my god! <laughs> watch Freddy any Nightmare on Elm Street. No musical. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no musicals. So I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with Grease. Until they get to the, you know, I just don't understand how they're talking about a car, and then all of a sudden it's like oh, she's got a four fifty four. I can't do it. It just, it just destroys me every now time. That you, but you know, now that you mentioned it, though, Lisa Wilcox, you would have been a great. Uh, you would have. Uh, what was it? Uh, Olivia Newton-John's character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, I could see yeah. you portraying that character, though. Uh, yeah, no, I would definitely be in that casting office. I'm sure. <laughs> you like? I'm sure. Do you like that kind of stuff? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love Greece. I, I did a couple musicals, um, in uh, high school, you know, um, but yeah, no, I do, I do enjoy them. And I will go to the theater to see, to see musicals. I will, I will, I will. Well, <laughs> More so of, than probably films. Speaking of musicals, did, did you do a, a, a video shoot with the Fat Boys? Like a music video? The Fat Boys? Yeah. I think that I, that was, I thought I saw you no, listed no. on air. Said you were in a video. And now, what did they do? Just take cameo parts I, out of the movie and throw it in the video? Probably. I think the Fat Boys just I, did something for the movie. Yeah, I think that's what that was. They did a song. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, she's yeah, never okay. heard of it before. <laughs> I haven't seen it. No, I Cricket haven't. I'm not. I'm not in it. Maybe it's another week to walk off. All right, remember when I brought that up about bringing something up you were never in? Well, huh. <laughs> um, yeah. It happens. Yeah. So <laughs> it was on IMDb, though. Yeah, I, I looked up some information. So, are you still into the jewelry business? 
No, but uh, Tuesday night, and I did that for about eight years, Mm -hmm. nine years, I guess. Um, And uh, we started it from home. And we we were known for the illusion band toe rings with Swarovski crystals all over them. And they, um, like mermaids and palm trees and, oh, they were so pretty. Um, so that's what we started with. And we, um, we, we hired friends to, and, and uh, Tuesday taught them how to make them. And, and then, uh, I created like a skew system so they would know what a, let's say it's a butterfly with three different colors, you know, and I would call it. BFG, butterfly gold, gold base, and then numbers for the colors that need to go where, you know? And, um, you know, we bought the tools for them to work from home. (laughs) And it was really this like grassroots movement from home. But then we were growing and growing and growing our orders. And, uh, then, uh, the drugstore is not really around now, but you probably remember maybe Long's drugstore. Mm -hmm. It's like a CVS. Uh, they wanted to carry them. And we're like, oh my gosh, how are we going to fill this order? Well, lo and behold, we, uh, a gal who is a huge, um, collection of costume jewelry, um, she contacted us and, um, wanted to become a third partner. And she already had a factory, um, locally that could produce the jewelry. So, uh, we'll talk about lucky stars, right? Um, so we were able to do longs and then eventually we were, Gosh, we were huge in Japan. I did Shopping Channel in Japan twice. Um, Shopping Channel in Japan? Yes, yes. <laughs> yep. uh, I had an interpreter next to me, and it was live. I was going to so say, funny. I was I was wondering like, if they dubbed dubbed your voice over No, something. no, she would speak in Freddy my ear, but voice. she could talk. I know, right? <laughs> 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 At least that I probably could have heard. But she was talking softly in my ear, and I, like the camera's going, I'm like, I can't hear you. I just hey, I'm trying not to move my mouth. Like, say it again. What is it? Because the, the host of the show is asking me questions. The interpreter's telling me what the question is. I couldn't hear the interpreter anyway. It was just funny. But we were, um, we sold thousands and thousands of tokens in Japan. It's a huge phenomenon. Um, and then, of course, the United States, and we were in. Nordstrom and, you know, all department stores and, and whatnot. So we did move on from not just doing the toe rings, but did anklets and necklaces and all kinds of stuff. But um, but eventually the company wound up, oh, the fun part too was the magazine, getting in all the magazines and being, you know, and in style and, you know, that kind of stuff. So that wow. was an awesome, awesome ride. So, but no, we didn't do it anymore. We're not doing it anymore. Well, it sounded like a good ride though. Either way, that sounded like a lot it of was. fun. Yeah, because I'd seen something like... Work. Yeah, you had like actual celebrities that were that were buying it and everything. I saw that yep. whole interview. That was yep. that was that's excellent. Yep. That's a it good was one. made by an actual celebrity too. So yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it was quite a phenomenon. Actual. It was really fun. Huge. Um, there were actresses from uh, Friends that mm-hmm. that were wearing them, and it was fun because we get invited to certain events and things like that. And oh my gosh, we had so much fun. But it really was a lot of work because I did. Um, <clears throat> conventions all over the country mm-hmm. oh my gosh so i must have done 60 conventions and if you ever done a booth at a convention woo, it's a lot of work um but it definitely paid off you know yeah well actually you know speaking of the conventions um i did have another email here this one's from david he said hello lisa thanks again for a great meet and greet at the terror expo which are uh, that that's oh. He says, what are some of your favorite horror movies, and do you currently watch any of the many horror TV shows like The Walking Dead, American Horror Story, Bates Motel, Penny Dreadful, etc.? 
<laughs> that's a pretty good question. Yes, there's I still way you don't watch The Walking Dead, right? You oh, have I watched that. I love The of, Walking Dead. Oh, I am obsessed. Yes. totally obsessed. The Herschel. There were some Walking Dead people at the Terra Expo actually, and mm-hmm. Herschel. I've asked. Well, I call him Herschel. I think his real name's Craig, but to me, he's Herschel. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm always like, I'm like. I'm in the elevator with her shoulders. It's so cool. Uh, uh, oh, American Horror Story. Oh, uh, absolutely brilliant. Right. Absolutely love her. I, I just love her acting. I've been a fan of hers forever. Exactly. Do you watch any of the Bates Motel? I watched it a couple times. I watched the beginning. I just didn't really get into it. But I'm going to give it a second try. My thing I will was give this, it a second try. I agree with you. At the very beginning, I was a little eh. But I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. they are... They wrapped up season three. They're going to be doing season four, I think, here within the next month or so. And season three, mm-hmm. season three was mm-hmm. amazing. This is when Norman really starts his, you know, starting to go even more berserk than what he actually was in the first season or two. Season mm-hmm. three, Bates really starts picking up. I, I, I would definitely advise you if you, if you want to continue watching it, it definitely gets so much better as it, I mean, you know, every character in that, in that show is absolutely the strangest thing ever you know kind of like american horror story you know like yeah every single character is just out there i've yeah. never seen one episode i have not watched more than 20 minutes of the movie so just oh, does nothing for one? me it seemed boring which one any of it the bates motel the, the oh, movie no, oh really yeah. uh, no what about walking dead you said you did watch walking oh dead. i'm a big zo- zombie movie uh, fan all the yeah. way from the original night of the living dead to the original right. uh, 70s version of the one where they're in the mall uh, I think it's uh-huh. Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead, and you know I, I've watched them all pretty much, inclu- including all the Netflix uh, crappy ones. You know, just uh, just you know, kind of the ones that you can tell they just pasted makeup on them and they look like crap. And I'm a big zombie yeah. fan. Um, I love I love the campy movies too, um, but I'm a, that's why I love Netflix because they put so many of those the, the older ones on there. But um, yeah. I was hoping, I mean, there was a really large documentary about the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, films, like chronological order, all the films, and it was a big documentary. Mm-hmm. They had it on Netflix for a long time. Um, were you on that? Was it, was it the Never Sleep Again? Yeah, Never Sleep Again. Mm-hmm. Never Sleep Again? That's yeah. It might have been. Oh, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, uh, I, I was I was in it. I'm in it a fair amount because of the two of the films, you know, sure, sure. but mm-hmm. I'm telling you, um, when I got my copy from Tommy Hudson, who's one of the producers of it, um, I'm like, well, I'm going to just pop this in and, and, you know, check it out. Four hours later, two in the morning, oh, I'm yeah. quick glued to the screen. I was amazed and fascinated it's... by all of the elements from all the other films and mm-hmm. all the interviews, the people they found. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, it's really, uh, I think a very well done documentary. They really and did do a good I would job. They, they oh. so thorough and so, so well produced. Yeah. I mean, when you go um, to these, I'm sorry. When you go to so these I expos. Answer the rest of his question about. Oh, I'm sorry. Good. Yep, yep, yep. And also, no, horror films yeah, too. Terry. Yeah, Terry. No, I'm, you know, I'm still like, you know, The Exorcist and, you know, those, those, those films are just classic and I could watch them again and again. Um, I've been a fan of the Saw films, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't mind some gore. <laughs> um, I'm into it. And, you don't like um, that, Zach. You don't like the Saw films, do you? No, yeah. it's too gory for me. I, See, it's it's, it's gory, I love, yeah. well, I like zombie movies, but for me, the, the Saw movies is just about weird ways of mutilating the people's bodies, and it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, I'm weird. Yeah. No, I guess a lot of other people are weird too. I like it. I must <laughs> I be too, Lisa. Like... I know exactly. What, I love the Saw movies. I don't know what he's talking. Oh, about. I think they're. <laughs> 
Very clever. And I mean, the first one is my favorite one for sure. Um, oh, but favorite. I still yeah. really love it. I love that series. Yeah. They sort of so, started tailing off at the end, you know, it's like, it kind yeah. of, I don't know, but yeah, I'm with you. The first couple were amazing. I, I, but and, I'm about that. I like the fact that he was so he was so wrapped up in the fact that you know people were doing other things to either their own bodies or to to, to someone else, and he wasn't actually part of the killing that they had to to get. Out. I thought the whole concept was just different and and unique mm-hmm. and amazing how he did that. But yeah, you know, like I said, maybe right we're on. the friends, Lisa. I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel like they stretched those movies out too much? Do you feel like? Like yeah. the, no, it, well, all right. Be honest with me. The Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Do you feel like they made too many? Like they just kind of stretched it out too much? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's kind of like the Star Trek movies. The reason they started going down is because it's too much all the time. Like every mm-hmm. every year they were coming out with one. After a while, people just got tired of it, and it seemed yeah. like the ideas weren't original anymore. And um. Freddy Krueger had done the TV show, or Freddy Krueger, Robert England did the TV show too for a while there too. And that was yeah. really weird. I so. think they all had their run on that night or, uh, Friday the 13th. Oh did, and they started going to stupid space and mm-hmm. you know, Manhattan and all that. I'm like, come on. You know, that's ridiculous. This is stupid now. Right, it's but, like the Hellraiser yeah. movies and all those too. So. I don't know. I, I think there might be a way that gracefully end the series. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but um, but hey, you know, if the demand is there, then why not? If know? it's still making money, they're going to keep bringing it out. There's no doubts about <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's right. So they'll keep. So if know, they if they if they tone. do a Nightmare on Elm Street 50 and they want you to be in it and you're like 90 <laughs> years old, but they're willing to pay you a million dollars, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gee, I think yeah. the decision would be yes. <laughs> I don't so I can set up my kids nicely. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one more question here uh, uh, about Nightmare on Elm Street from a fan. Just uh, one more here. It says uh, her name is Amy Green. She says, such a big fan. Were there any scenes that you filmed for Elm Street's four and five that you liked but didn't actually make the finished product? Well, um, um, let's see. There is a scene that was kind of horrifying to do, and it didn't make the movie. It was a scene, and I want to say it's Nightmare, the first Nightmare 4, and it could have been 5. I, I don't know. But anyway, I'm wearing this white nightgown, and the idea is I open the refrigerator, and all of a sudden blood pours out of the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. So, um, squirting me, you know. So they have this this big, you know, the way they did this. I'm wearing my white this white nightgown, and they have this big container with a hose filled with fake blood, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm screaming, and they squirting me. Now, if you to look at myself in a white nightgown covered in blood was really creepy. It was really <laughs> creepy. Um, it felt very Carrie-esque, you know. Um, and um, but it didn't make the film. So anyway. That's uh, that's one thing I can remember. Pretty much everything else, so no, it, it stayed in. It stayed in. Everything that we filmed. That's great. That that's it. I mean, you know what? Though? I mean, I bet when you go to these expos or the conventions and all these swarms of people out there that that recognize you, especially given the fact that you know the movie's coming up on what thirty years old, that that has to be surreal. That has to be so crazy. But yet, in its own way. When someone comes at you, and it, it, maybe it's just me, maybe it's just my crazy way of thinking, but when somebody comes to you and says, 
Well, you know, in the in the one in this in part four where Freddie did it, you know, he really wouldn't do this or he really wouldn't do that. Or that's got to drive mm-hmm. you bananas, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, or, or do you just accept the fact that, you know, whatever and just roll on a bike? I mean, that would just drive me bananas when people if people would do that to me. Oh, that's right. He wouldn't do that. You know, I have to say, I think most folks are like they're they're like all for. I can't say I've heard that sort of. Mm, too, it's mostly positive comments, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, right, um, right. it's more, you know, um, I can't say I've heard too many. I mean, I've heard some say they definitely didn't like a certain one of the movies, you know, or, or whatever. They definitely, you know, one is going to be their favorite forever or whatever. Um, but I would say as far as the, uh, each movie as a total, I can't say I've heard too many negative comments, you know what I mean? That um, the the suspension of disbelief was uh, was always there. And and people rolled with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, so. we've kept you on the line here for a while here, and uh, let's just wrap it up here. And if you've got any upcoming events you want to tell anybody about, or how they can find you, yeah, um, I have an Instagram account now as well, and it's the Lisa Wilcox. Um, it was another name, and um, the PR company said Lisa, we have to change it. You can't be Lisa seven nine three two. So they changed. So I'm like, okay. So they changed it to the Lisa Wilcox Instagram and um, the Twitter is, of course, at Lisa Wilcox 1. Really excited about April. have quite a few conventions I'm going to. Um, I have um, two, let's see, we have Texas Frightmare at the end of April. Then we also have uh, a show in Denver and also one in Nashville and it's called Stalker Walker. So please check it out. Uh, Stalker Walker is the first weekend of April, and then the Nashville one is the weekend of the 9th. And I'm really excited because I've never been to Nashville, too. <laughs> so okay. I'm going to Stalker gonna Walker. Two days. Okay. Yep, Stalker Walker. So two Stalker Walkers in April and a Texas right now. Okay. In Dallas. I'm assuming they can month. Google that yeah. and find that. So. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Get your tickets. They sell out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I have, um, of course, I had mentioned William Frost, this film, and it has actually about 30 actors from the horror genre that are going to be in this film. So I'm very excited about that. And you can look it up on IMDb as well to see the whole lineup of cast. Um, again, William Frost. Frost is spelled F-R-O-S-T-E. And, uh, and then I have another film called Red Hollow that I'll be doing in Canada in July. Huh. So, the, so the Frost movie, when do you think that'll be out? Gosh. Um, it's possible this year because I know they're taking it to Cam, to Cam, okay. Cam Film Festival. Mm. So, um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully this year. But um, but again, IMDb is a great resource, and um, mm. it will definitely be telling you, you know, what's up. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So well, thanks, guys. Yeah, this yeah. has been a great interview. We appreciate the time that you've taken out of your busy schedule and and rescheduling Absolutely. for us, of course. And we appreciate all the listeners sending in their emails and Tabitha Holland. Oh my gosh, so much! Yes, please. I really thank you, thank you all. All right. Well, we hope have success in your future adventures with your movies, and hopefully, maybe at some point, we'll have you back on again. Absolutely, that'd be awesome. Okay. <laughs> I had a great time. Thank all right, you. thank you, thank so you. Appreciate it. Thank okay. you. Bye. Okay, bye. That was Lisa Wilcox, gentlemen. So she's and ladies, going on. Oh well, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, she has a ton of stuff going on. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, you got to figure all the years going back with these movies, with the Nightmare and Elm Street movies. She's mm-hmm. got quite the following. I mean, we've absolutely. So Twitter lit up, emails lit up mm. for for Lisa, and uh, as you could tell, she's 
kind of renewed her her acting. She's doing more movies now, and the Frost movie she's talking about. It's called uh, William Frost, and I, I looked at it. It's got a large cast, so you should look up at an ID, uh, IBM. Jesus, I can't say. <laughs> IMDB. <laughs> IMB. <laughs> IDB. And BBDM. ABCD. <laughs> yeah, anyway. No, but yeah, absolutely. Thank you uh, to for everybody. I mean, wow, did we, we just got crushed with emails and Twitter comments regarding uh, Lisa. And, and, and to be honest with you, I could understand how. I mean, anybody that's a fan of her, we had never actually had an opportunity to speak with her. Most of um, our fans had, had talked to us about how they met her at, at this convention or this terror expo oh, or, yeah. or, you know, and, and we had never had the opportunity to actually ever speak with her or meet her, but I could see how people were just so enamored with her. She's, she, she is such a great person, took time out of her busy schedule. And like Zach was talking, uh, reschedule for us. Just, just a, a great person. And like uh, Zach was saying, wish her nothing but the best. Sure. And let's hope we can get her back on after she mm-hmm. comes out. Maybe we'll talk about the William Frost movie and get her back on. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to thank Tabitha Holland for the MP3 question, of course. It's been a great show. Well, thank you for joining us. Another edition of The Statement Show. If you want to help support the show, go to audibletrial.com forward slash The Statement. You can pick from over 180,000 audiobooks and get a free book to keep. So if you cancel, you get to keep it for free. That's audibletrial.com forward slash the statement. If you want to listen to past shows, go to our website at www.thestatementshow.com. We have people such as Stan Freeman, Damon Drops, Bree Olson, Jackie Joy, Zach Ward, and of course, Lisa Wilcox. Follow us on Twitter at Statement Show iTunes is The Statement. We're on the YouTube, uh, if Terry ever gets it updated. Let it go, Zach. Let it go. (laughs) You can also get us on Stitcher Radio as well, Uh, Podbean, and we're on Facebook. That's right. So go ahead and tell your friends about us. Subscribe to the show, and uh, let us know if you you have anybody you want to listen to. and maybe we'll try to get them on the show. You can go to thestatementshow.com, go to the contact page, and send us an email, and Terry will either get back to you or ignore you like he does most of the people. So I absolutely do not ignore <laughs> anyone. Anyone knows that if you talk to me on Twitter, I'll talk to you back. Sure, sure, sure. Except for you, Zach. Of course, of course. Why not? Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining us, Lisa Wilcox, and that's the end of another episode of The Statement Show. Terry? See ya. The lights are out. Hey, this is Lisa Wilcox from Nightmare on Elm Street, the Dream Child, and the Dream Master. Let me do it in the right order. (laughs) (laughs) Do not do Nightmare on Elm Street, the musical. (laughs) You're going to kill me with it. Watch any Nightmare on Elm Street. No musical. Freddy (laughs) (laughs) Krueger. Yeah, no musical. They don't need to know we're complete fucking losers, and this is like our 17th take. (laughs) This is why we don't go live.